Welcome to the Are Your Hands Full podcast, a step-by-step parenting podcast for your Jewish family. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I am Baruch Hashem raising a family of six boys, Kanainahara. I have a hard time with typical boy mannerisms. Their way of eating, the noise that they make, the fact that they turn my house upside down. I'm yelling and I'm shouting. And of course, that makes them double their efforts at trouble. This is a smart woman. She hops that the more you yell, the more they do. Anyway, to help me restore peace and shalom in my house, especially on Shabbos, Now, the obvious answer to this question is, first you need to read or listen to the Are Your Hands Full program and follow the protocol so that we can talk. But until then, and for the benefit of everyone else, let's go over anger management in Chinuch. I'm going to start with a story. There once was a little boy who had a bad temper. His father gave him a bag of nails and told him that every time he lost his temper, he should hammer a nail into the fence in the back of their yard. So the first day, the boy drove 37 nails into the fence. Over the next few weeks, as he learned to control his anger, the number of nails gradually dwindled. He discovered it was easier to control his temper than to drive the nails into the fence. Finally, the day came when the boy didn't lose his temper at all. He told this to his father, who then suggested that the boy start pulling out one nail for each day that he was now able to control his temper. The days passed, and the young boy was finally able to tell his father that all the nails were gone. The father took his son by the hand, led him to the fence, and he said, You have done well, my son, but look at the holes in the fence. The fence will never be the same. When you say something in anger, it leaves scars just the way these nails do. So when parents lash out in anger, they are driving nails into their children's hearts. Although parents may try to remove those nails after the angry words have been said, they cannot eliminate the holes that were made. So let's talk about anger management, and we'll start by defining anger. What is anger? Anger is a strong expression of displeasure or antagonism, which is triggered by a real or supposed injury or insult to oneself or to others. Let's also define the word abuse. Abuse is insulting language that unjustly or angrily vilifies or physical maltreatment that can possibly lead Halila to injury. Let me talk about anger and abuse through a muscle, through an analogy, with car trouble. So when a car is not working properly and it's brought to a mechanic for a diagnostic analysis, the mechanic is expected to check the car and see where the problem is, right? So he's not going to blame the owner for all the noises and rattles that are happening. Instead, he will analyze them to diagnose the problem. He's also not going to embarrass the owner by saying, what's the matter with you? Why isn't your car working? He is going to point out which parts need repair. And he's also not going to physically mistreat the car. So what's the lesson here? There are two forms of abuse. There's verbal abuse, which is the shame-blame type of abuse, embarrassment and blame. And then there's halilo, the physical abuse, which is physical mistreatment 
either of the above options are not effective in fixing the car. Hashem asks us to fix our children's behaviors. We must remember that verbal abuse, embarrassment and blame, and physical abuse, physical mistreatment, will often be ineffective and extremely damaging to our children. So why is it that we get angry? Hashem, as it's stated in the Yud Gimel Midas of Harachamim in Shemos, is Erechapayim, Nose Avon Vafesha, he is slow to anger and bears with people's averas over long periods of time without punishing them immediately for what they have done. Hashem operates this way because he is above all human emotion. Parents, on the other hand, are bound by human emotion and are not able to cope with another's wrongdoing for an extended period of time without experiencing a buildup of anger. That's why a buildup of negative episodes that are not addressed properly will ultimately result in an explosion of anger or abuse. Most parents do not wish to hurt their children, Khalila. They love their children, have no intention of causing them pain. But they abuse their children either verbally or physically because they lose control of themselves. So for this reason, it's imperative, it's super important that parents deal with each negative episode as it occurs. That's what you would learn in my program. In this way, they can at least attempt to copy the Midas of Hashem and avoid reacting immediately in anger. So, remember the good old-fashioned punishment? What's changed? Why is there an issue with that now? So let's go back in history. The terrible traumas that Hitler and other Sony Israel inflicted on our ancestors on our Babas and our Zaydas, throughout the centuries have left an indelible imprint on all of Klai Yisrael. Most recently, this impact has been significantly tempered by the amazing gvura of the heroic survivors of the Holocaust, who were courageous enough to plant new seeds of life into unfamiliar societies, like the United States, that were wary of accepting them. Their fearless effort and tireless commitment to the heritage, to the Messiah of their past, together with an extraordinary dose of Siata Deshmaya, caused a miraculous rebirth of exponential proportions, one of which is not readily grasped and doesn't make sense to the human mind. In spite of this nace, in spite of this miracle of our revitalization, the fallout of the trauma experienced by those who endured the Nazi Holocaust has seeped into subsequent generations and must be dealt with because survivor syndrome does indeed continue to exist among the descendants of Holocaust survivors. The many facets, the many aspects of survivor syndrome can lead to difficulties in the area of parent-child interaction as well as overall weakness in chinuch. Compensation for these situations can be achieved through classification of chinuch protocols and by tracing the Messiah of chinuch and applying it to current times. So the earliest foundation upon which all chinuch is based is found in the Aseris Adibros and in Parshas Kedoshim, which states that children are required to respect and fear parents and parents are required to provide the chinuch so that children accomplish these goals. Through this kibbud and yira, children learn to accept all authority, 
in areas of life, including Kabbalah Sol The Eben Ezra in the Pasuk Tov Lagever Keyisa Ol Benurav, that's an Echa, tells us that it is better for a person to carry a burden of authority and reproof in his youth when he's young, so that he will conduct himself respectfully and appropriately in his adult life. That's why it is imperative that parents teach their children to carry responsibility and accept authority by setting limits in Chinuch. Shlaima Melech also defined the importance of setting limits in Chinuch in his Pasuk, Chaisech Shifto Sone Beno, okay, that's Mishle. Rashi and Matsudas David explained that one who withholds, that holds back the Shevet Musar, the stick of reproof, will come to hate his son because this child will undoubtedly end up on the wrong path. In addition, the Matsuda explains that a parent who loves his child gives him Musar in, in the morning of his development. The morning of his development means early in life when the child is most easily molded. Now, moving along in history, the Vilna Gon in Evan Schlema clarified the mindset that a person should cultivate if he must indeed hit a child. He stated that individuals should never hit a child as a makas oyev derech kaas al ha'avar, which means as if one is hitting out of anger at an enemy about something that occurred in the past. Rather, he says, the intent should be to save the child from future trouble. Furthermore, Ukesheroa, this is super important. Ukesheroa, Sheraba Hamaso Alav Lo Yake Oso Klal Beisahi. If the parent sees that he is very angry with that child, he should not hit the child at all at that time. I didn't make this up. This is the Vilna Gon. Thus, a parent may never hit a child if he is feeling angry. If one applies the Gon statement to today's times, when people are prone to express anger easily and are not able to control their outbursts, it would follow, since hitting must never occur when one is experiencing anger, it would follow that hitting children should actually occur far less frequently than it used to. And even more recently, in 1826, the Peleoites quoted the following from the Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch. Simon Kuf Mem Gimel, Sif Yud Ches. Listen to this. Asur lahakos es beno hagadol. Ve'ein gadlus ze talui b'shanim. I'm going to explain in a minute. Ela hakol l'fi tiv o shel habain. Kol sheyesh lachush sheyasris kenegdo b'dibur o b'mase. Afilu eno bar mitzvah, asur lahakoso. Ella, yochi chobidvarim. The chol ha make espino hagodol minadinoso. Shahare hu over alifne iver lo sitain michsho. Here's the translation. It is forbidden to hit a grown child. It is also forbidden to hit a young child, one who, who one suspects might take verbal or physical revenge on the parent because of lifnei iver lo sitein It is usher to put a stumbling block before the blind. 
and the young, angry child might lash out at a parent, thereby committing a possibly avoidable Tyra transgression. He says further the Pelioites, Afilu Katan, Kol Sheodea Bo Sheeno Mekabel Marus. Kagain Bedairas Halalu de Chutzpayaske Uvein Vaet Baviv, etc., etc. In today's world, which was early 1800s, where, listen to this, this is early 1800s, where chutzpah, arrogance, and self righteousness is so prevalent, what would he say if he were around today? It should be assumed that a child, instead of accepting words of reproof, instead of accepting words of Musser, will become angry at his parents, sound familiar, and either speak disrespectfully to him or hit him physically. Clearly. Listen to this. If the Peleoites was concerned about chutzpah and self-righteousness in young children in the early 1800s and therefore discouraged hitting them, then we must be far more concerned about hitting our children who are growing up in current times. Hitting children is fast becoming out, out of style, outmoded, because the environment in which they are being raised today no longer lends itself to the efficacy of corporal punishment. Chanoch Lenar Alpidarko Mishle dictates, tells us that we have to ensure that the chinuch of our children is a good fit with their derech. Now, communally, our children's derech changed which has clearly been affected by historical, social, and environmental changes. So, parents have to focus. Parents must pay attention to the positive aspects of their children's behavior. I'm going to talk about commands and missions. Things that we tell our children must be presented positively. Quality time and positive relations must be cultivated and reinforced punishments or any interaction with the intent to hurt the child will only reduce their self-esteem, will only create revenge fantasies, and distance them from you and from their ultimate developmental success. Negative moments should be ignored. Positive moments should be reinforced with compliments and attention. And if you follow the program, you're going to learn more about this, how to do it. If parents follow this formula, relationships with children can remain healthy in spite of today's mishugana and toxic environment. Thanks for listening to my podcast. My name is Dr. S. Yaroslavitz, and I am the director of Handsful, which is committed to the provision of community education in the area of behavior management and cognitive development of children. Send me your parenting questions by going to my website at handsfullchenuch.com or by WhatsApping me at 718-714-8595. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no matter how impossible things may seem, the earth will continue rotating on its axis.